Welcome, and thank you for joining us for Does This Make Sense? I hope you enjoyed the music by Trey Martin. From BB's Delta Blues to Memphis, calling Elvis with their blue suede shoes. From Boston to Nebraska, now should anyone ask ya? Welcome to Does That Make Sense? I'm Ginny G, and we continue our kickoff with my special guest, Sandra Chelly. She is the girl behind my big fat American gypsy weddings. A, a little information on this. She does the styling, the designing, she does it all to make this show a big success. She's a queen of bling, crystal brilliance and everything from tuxedos to baby dresses, baby outfits, christening outfits, whatever you want, hats, shoes, boots, gloves. Did I miss anything? Everything. We do everything. Basketballs, yes. bubble gum machines, you name it. <laughs> so welcome. I want to start off by asking you have a special event coming up on August 12th and there are still tickets and you can still make donations. Want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me on your show. I'm honored um, to be in your kickoff discussion. <laughs> yeah, August 12th at the Post 440 in Newton on California Street is a big event for us. It's a family event. It's called um, Our Girl Linda. My sister, who was a top model here, uh, passed away about three years ago. And we raise money for St. Jude's every year. It's a big event. And we have food and a band and Lenny Clark is the comedian this year and a DJ. So it's dancing and comedy and food and whatever. And the tickets are only $50. You can get them on Eventbrite. If you type in our girl, Linda in Newton Mass. And um, it's great. I think it's 6.30 to 10.30, something like that. But all the money goes to St. Jude's. Anything that, you know, people donate the food and whatever. So there's pizzas and sandwiches and everything. So it's, it's really fabulous. And uh, I'd love you to come. If you want to come, buy a ticket. And, you know, um, George and I are coming to it. We went the first year. We loved it. It was so much fun. You had a special dancer that first time. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, the dancer looked way better than me. And the reason I'm saying that is because um, I think he was um, a, a male dressed up as a female. Can I talk about that or should I? Don't? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How did I put she's this? coming this year. Um, Danny Boucher, who's a designer in Boston, is also um, a cross-dresser, dance queen kind of thing. And Danny loves this whole aura of the dance and showing off and whatever. So he's been doing uh, drag for a long time and he raises a lot of money for charity. You know, he does for AIDS, whatever, but for St. Jude's, he does it for us. I'm not sure if he's coming this year. Um, it is after the COVID. So we tried to have a smaller event, but to be honest, this event is blown up huge, but we do have Lenny Clark coming as a comedian and we have a lot of, you know, dancers and whatever and things going on and there'll be uh, a dj who's fabulous oh wow that'll he be ran, a blast. he ran it the last time he's a great dj oh, i remember him yeah, yeah. he yeah. was great he yeah was well his good. mom passed away with cancer too so he does it gratis in honor of his father oh, wow. so it's the two my nephew and him are best friends and they both lost their moms with cancer at young ages so it's a great event it's a good and, and i do remember the dance he was uh, uh what's his name 
Oh, Verna. Well, he calls himself Verna. Okay. So it's Danny Crochet is Verna. Verna. Yeah. She was absolutely amazing. Amazing. Dancer. Amazing and beautiful. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. Dropped and gorgeous. Yeah. So anyway, so, well, I hope she comes because that would be so fun. Yeah. So all this money goes to St. Jude's because this was one of your sister's favorite charities. Yes. We do not take a penny. We yeah. pay for all the supplies. It's an amazing so, event. And yeah. it's a great cause. And so even if you can't make the event and you'd like to donate, is there a site or a place? Yeah, sure. Um, there's a website called Our Girl Linda. And you can okay. donate to St. Jude's on that. All right. That'll be up on my show page. Our Girl Linda. Okay, perfect. All right, so this is really fun for me because we're also friends. And so I started reading the book last night and I I knew that you are brilliant, but so much fun, but I never knew some of this. And I love the first story I read was about your dad helping you at two o'clock in the morning, which is typical of your life. You're yeah. not You're not eight to five. No. And your dad came in and you were struggling with a gown. And I'm gonna let you tell the story touched me because how close your family is and your dad is just a beautiful memory oh, it's kind of funny too. he is funny my dad is a contractor he's a mechanical contractor in plumbing um so i had this dress i was doing for the show and i couldn't make the dress stay up and i tried wire i tried everything and my father comes and he says what about pex tubing i'm like dad what's pex tubing so home depot has become my couture department so now because of my dad, we buy PEX tubing and we put it in the bottom of the dresses so that they don't collapse. Because the weight of these dresses, some of them are 70, 80 pounds, so you need something to hold them up. So we use PEX tubing mixed with wire. Um, so it's funny because he thinks in contractor materials, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, we've made my mother headpieces before out of some crazy stuff that, that was in the garage, but I mean, she'd wear anything on her head. So I mean, that's, that's, you know. Absolutely gorgeous. Yolanda, by Thank the you. way, for, for the listeners. Um, I also, I love um, how you wrote, when you grew up, you, your mom was a working mother, highly successful business. Right. Your dad had his own business. So your babysitter, like most of us that are of Italian heritage, and we, our go-to is always our, our mom. So we bring mm -hmm. our kids and the grandmothers take right over. The minute we drop off, they are right there. And you, you too had that experience because you went to your grandmother's house, you and your sister, while your mom worked. Well, my grandmother um, couldn't drive and couldn't write, read or write, but she never told us that. So she spoke English, but she, if we had, we wanted to cook with her and we brought her a cake mix or something, she didn't use mixes. So she'd want to help us, but she couldn't read it. So she look at us and say, you kids tell me what to do or whatever. But she taught me to sew. She taught me to embroider. She taught me to crochet. She taught me to do everything, honestly. But the funniest story is my grandmother would give us anything we wanted. So we wanted a lemonade stand. And we were standing there selling lemonade. And my mother pulled up, who was a major businesswoman. And she said, what are you doing? We said, we're selling lemonade. She said, well, who paid for the lemons? Who paid for the sugar? Who paid for the cups? I said, grandpa. So she said, then you're not making any money. That's his money. That's not your, that's, there's no profit attached to that. If you want to make profit, you buy all the supplies and then you deduct whatever you spend and then you'll have a profit. But right now your grandfather paid for everything. So as far as I'm concerned, you don't have a business. And she shut us down. I mean, she was tough. She was tough. And I learned right then and there, nobody gives you anything. Because if they give it to you, then the profit's not yours. So I had, you know, my mother was very tough. She was focused and determined. Yeah. Again, 
Yolanda's in Waltham, highly, I love the Yolanda stories. I really do. Mm. I, I can't even say because I want to ask you later, but you have to tell me, you talked about one Christmas Eve, your mom was, you'd have a big event at mm. your home because piece of the some fish, we do right. that, we have yeah. huge events. And, but your mom did not come home until her Christmas Eve work was done. She was that is and was in her business. That really focused. That's an amazing example. That well, to me. Well, first of all, the biggest problem is men because they buy their gift cards <laughs> the night before Christmas. So my whole family was trying to have dinner, but my mother was still there selling gift cards to Yolanda's to men who decided they didn't have a gift until five o'clock that night. That was the biggest problem. So my mother would stay there because all the employees wanted to go home and she wanted business. So she would stay till the last gift card was sold. And that was the main thing to be men out the door. You know, they always think about Christmas Eve. Oh, I got to get a gift by tonight. You know, so is that, or we had a lot of customers that weren't Christian. Yeah. And they would come in to buy a gown and my mother wouldn't turn them down. She'd work with them that night and sell them a dress, you know? So, I mean, I was raised, you know, business is business. My mother's dad died. She went to the wake. We, we, we had a break in between. In those days, we used to have the wakes like 12 right. to four and then right. six to eight. She went to the store to check it out, went back to the wake. The next day, my grandfather had the funeral, you know, they had the funeral and my mother went back, went to, back work to work because she had to. I mean, we don't have anybody to call in sick to, and that's just the way I was raised. I mean, this is it. And nobody owes you a thing. You make your own money. You do your own thing. And we're not looking for a handout. We, we're, we're self-starters. We pull ourselves up in the bootstraps and just keep going. And you got to be that kind of person to run a business. We, your mom also had, besides the, the wedding and bridal and bridal party dresses, uh, she also had, what was it? Um, a health club. Health club. That's health right. club, a beauty shop, alteration department. Um, jewelry, and we had all different departments in there. So uh, at one point in the end, the last two or three years, because a lot of people, she was such a complex kind of a place, we would subcontract to Bontelios to sell cakes and we had invitation people and we had, and it just became this huge wedding center. And it got so busy that on Saturdays, the fire department told us we could only have so many people upstairs and we'd have to rope it off and it had to be appointment only. I mean, we just couldn't fit the people in the store. And as I'm laughing, I, I, I've known you long enough to know you are the same way. For someone to try and put you in a box and say you do um, just the big gypsy weddings or that, that is not it at all. You go from, I, I really think, conception with the people, <laughs> conception mm -hmm. of the baby through um, baptism, the hospital visits. Yeah. The um, staying in the hospital, the baby's dressing in the hospital, the things that I've seen is amazing. Um, then the um, first mm -hmm. communion, yep. um, sweet 16 coming out party, confirmation, first holy communion. You truthfully, you do everything. And I wasn't kidding when you, I said hats. One of my favorite hats that I've, I've seen was uh, for a political event. Absolutely, positively beautiful. It had the candidate's name and the American flag, and you do so much with that. Your patriotic year is absolutely, it, it's unbelievable. It's all um, crystal. I want to say sequence. It's not sequence. It's crystal. No, it's, it's all crystal deal. put on one by one. We use, we use court crystals. We put everything on one by one. We um, do so many different things. I mean, we've had some crazy requests. Somebody <laughs> sent me a ceiling fan once. <laughs> 
And I said to her, she sent the blades. And I took to her and I said, if you have me rhinestone these and you put these, when you try, when it's a sunny day, you're going to be blinded when this thing's going off. But she wanted it. I had somebody ask me to rhinestone a basketball for a bus spinsball. I said, when the kid bounces the ball, the stones are going to chip off. She said, I don't care. She wants to bounce it going in the room. And the funniest one was toilet paper. Somebody had us rhinestone toilet paper. So I, when she called up, I said, what are you kidding? She said, no, 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 no. She said, I'm having a house opening. Of course, it was a gypsy. And I want to put the initials on the first piece. So when people walk into the bathroom, it has a crystal M or whatever it was. And I said, well, if you want to flush your money down the toilet, honey, I will gladly take it. And I took it and I made it. So we've had some crazy, we've had people ask us to write some band-aids because they got, they had a hangnail and they go into a party and they want the band-aid to match the dress. I mean, we have done so many crazy things and I just find it entertaining. And that's a bad fun part. I don't have to do the same thing twice. Yeah. I have different requests and I'm cool with it and it's fine. Um, I looked at the book and one of the pictures I came up with, aside from absolutely, they're, they're gorgeous. You can't, you, you get also, you know, let me, let me say, you got to get this book. It's called Bling, obviously. The Uncommon Crystal Couture World of Sandra Chelly. The book alone is entertaining. Looking at the pictures, absolutely amazing. But what I'm getting to with this is your prom picture. <laughs> now imagine um, you're, you're, asked, you're asked to the prom. And your date is beautiful, but you know she's gonna, you know, design her own gown. But then the clincher is she makes you a tuxedo <laughs> jacket, and you gotta see it. I wish you could, but I'm not gonna disturb. I want you to tell that story. I love this. Oh well, I have to tell you, we are still friends. As a matter of fact, yesterday he just called me. We, we were together. When we were 15 and 16. He owns a huge salon in in Beverly Hills now, and um he's changed his name to Alex for the same as Wayne. And he <laughs> sent me a huge thousand dollar basket to raffle off at my sister's thing this weekend. In fact, oh, he just, it's oh. two hours ago. He just texted me. But anyway, Wayne and I were an item at 15 or 16 years old. And I made him a floral silk tuxedo jacket. And I had on a floral silk gown. So the funny thing is we're going by the tuxedo store in Waltham way back. Yep. I know. And there's a picture of the two of us in the window. So someone at the prom must have thought it was cute and took a picture of us and they put it in the window and said, you have to see this kind of thing, you know? But it was just funny. I mean, everybody, we were the only two of the matching, <laughs> really matching outfits. Did and we both had platform shoes because it was 1975. <laughs> so it's a long time ago. What is it? <laughs> Does he know he's in the book? He knows. Oh yeah, Wayne oh, yeah. knows. Yeah, he knows. I'm sorry, he calls himself Alex now. But Alex, whatever. But like, and then um, I like that one, and I liked the story about your school uniform. Oh, my school uniform. So I went to Catholic school. I was a little bit of a rebel. So I was drawing on all my homework, and the nuns were making me crazy. They were getting mad that I had party dresses drawn on every single math test. So they dumped my desk over one day. And they screamed and yelled at me and they were, you know, in those days they were tough and I had a plaid uniform. And so I got so mad. I got markers and I multicolored all the lines of the uniform to make it really cool and different. <laughs> so they, that way I really, then I got thrown out got thrown for, a while, yeah, for yeah. a while, but I had to go back. Yeah. I mean, it was a cool looking uniform. It was better than everybody else's. Tell me about New York. Cause you, you lived in New York for a long time. 
I lived in New York for uh, 21 years. Wow. I moved there when I was um, almost 17. And then I had my daughter there. And when she was four or five, we, we moved back to Boston because it was so hard. I was traveling all the time. At those, in those days, I had a lot of stores I was working for and she needed a nanny and it was just too much. And my mother was here. So it was hard because my parents were coming back and forth and, you know, taking the baby home. And then the nanny yeah. was, you know, it, it's not so reliable. Sometimes they can't come in. And so anyway, I moved back here, but I miss, I think if it wasn't for Manhattan, I don't think I would have built the business I have. It was kind of boot camp, you know, yeah. it really is boot camp. I mean, it's tough. There's a lot of deadlines. It's, it's, a, and it's a very, it's a very fast. different life. Yeah. It's fast. very fast. I do miss it. I would go back tomorrow if I wasn't my age and I was in a different thing. But my daughter is now moved to New York city. Yeah. So I, I will be there in two weeks to help move things. But other than that, I don't live there anymore now. You know, I, I also found a story in here, Margie and Frank. Oh, Margie, Margie I, I, I have to tell you, yeah. it speaks volumes for the person you are, because um, I, I thought that was a touching story. What, do you want to tell Yeah, me? sure. So, so I was, when I was a young designer, I worked at Pierre Cardin, which I don't even know if this generation even knows what Pierre Cardin <laughs> is. And I was a designer and this woman uh, was an older woman and she was like semi-retired and she kind of got coffee for everybody and anything. To make a long story short, um, I decided to go on my own, my own business. And she was retired and her husband was in the meat business in New York. So she would drive in every night at 4am with him to go into the meat market. And she would ring my doorbell at 415. And she would help me pack the boxes, put the ta tags in anything to help me because I didn't, I didn't have the money to pay anybody. And I was working in my kitchen and I would sleep till, you know, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Cause I knew she was coming. She always brought me meats and chickens and everything. She knew I didn't have any money and I was just starting out eating spaghetti. And if it wasn't for Margie, I wouldn't even have a company because this woman for about two years did this religiously three or four days a week and came back and forth, brought me food, helped me pack boxes, did everything. So when I got married, um, I put her granddaughters in the wedding because I didn't have flower girls and bridesmaids. I just had hers um, to thank her, but she would never take a dime. They were just the nicest, lovely, and I was Italian. And when I first went for the job at Pierre Cardin, they were interviewing all these people. And she came over and she whispered to me. She says, I told the boss to hire you because you're Italian. She was so cute. And um, she just was sweet. And she just said, I want another Italian in here. We can trade recipes. We can, you know, she was just cute. Oh and I gosh. fell in love with her and I got the job anyway. And I don't think it was because of her, but <laughs> she, but she just became a really close friend. And when she passed away, I was just sick, but you know, she was way older than I was. And yeah. she just felt like she saw this kid struggling and yeah. trying to build a business and she wanted to help somebody and she was free and retired. So she did. And she was Italian. And, and I have to tell that in because for both of us, mm -hmm. our heritage is really important. I hate to throw this in, but I'm gonna. Our heritage is really important, and that's what we do. It's family. It's family. Everyone, uh, we're family, and it's it, you do it for your family, it, and and that brings it back to almost that's what we do for humanity. That's who we are. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm gonna stop that. But that is an that's a beautiful story, and and from there. I friend, you were in Japan. You traveled all over. I mean, it, it was amazing to me. You went to Japan for a children's time? No, when I when I first was in, you know, when I was like working at different companies and I was trying to build my own company, I was a freelancer. So I freelanced with Sergio Valente Jeans and Tulip Tops and all these companies. And that brought me to working for other people because I was freelancing at the same time trying to build any money. I mean, it was like mm -hmm. other money. 
and they took me to Japan and they took me to Hong Kong and whatever. And I traveled around and worked. So it kind of brought me a lot of experience. And I worked for really little money because I needed, I wanted to put on my resume. And don't forget back then we didn't have email. We didn't have a lot of FedEx and all this. So you would have to go to Japan or Hong Kong to work because you couldn't email them and say, here, make this up. I would have to go with the the company. So the company would fly me there and work with me and I would design for them and I was getting paid for it. But then when I started my own business, the, at the time, Reagan was the president. He was great. And he started this program where the government would help small businesses export. And so you would go, you went to the um, American Pavilion in Japan and you could show your goods. And I did, I sold a lot in Japan. It was great. I worked there for a while on my own with Sound Sound Chow. But thank, thanks to the, thanks to Reagan in those days, right. he built this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I also noticed, um, couple things one is is how you took took your child to work she's sleeping in a half hour <laughs> yeah there's a picture in the book she was so tired and I and she kept saying mommy I want to go to sleep and I said honey mommy has to work so I got a hat box out and filled it with fabric and she fell asleep and she was about three or four years old yeah she's and now she's and now she's a shoe buyer at Saks Fifth Avenue in New York so let's there you go she this business kind of rubbed off on her too yeah it went full circle I love that so here we are looking at and, and I had to, I noticed this when I came in this is the first time because of the book you're I, I want to ask you how explain the bling I mean it's 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 everything is everything and, it's addicting it's addicting people come to work here with a plain phone when they're here for three hours all of a sudden their phones are bling on them I have customers who come to me that are so plain like they want a simple dress <laughs> And before they know, they, they look at me and they go, you know, maybe if you just put a little rhinestones in the truck. And then the next time they come, the next dress has more. And it's an addicting thing. And you know what? You can have the simplest dress. But if you wear the best accessories with a little bit of bling in them, you're it right. makes the whole thing. You're right. I saw one in here that I absolutely, more than one. But, yeah. but I saw a few that I absolutely, I absolutely, one is a yellow. It's the wearing 20 kind of thing. Yeah, was sorry, that yeah. is adorable. Adorable. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it, I say adorable, but it's loaded. And, and people, you have to get this book again, Bling. Um, it's on the Amazon. It's, it's on Amazon. Amazon. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Did you have a pink phase or not really? Are you not a pink, 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 or is that more for the little girls? More for, I mean, I, I like, I love color because I deal yeah. with it all day. Myself, I wear a lot of basics because I just, I'm in the office all day. So I have black and brown and gray or whatever. But um, yeah, all the candy jar. Oh my God, we made the stress out of candy. Jenny's showing me the book. Um, there was a dress we made out of candy and it was so much fun to make. I even ran bubble gum through the ruffles. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah. The girl and the girl's name that word, her name was Yazzie. I said she sounds like a candy. I mean that was her name, Yazzie. Yeah. I also saw in here. I mean, if I could, if I could order, I'm telling you, jeans with bling, boots, I love. I rhinestone cowboy the rhinestone. Boots and... they are absolutely gorgeous and you put every single a stone goes on one by one we have staff of 14 girls that puts crystal on we have people that sew but the main thing is there is instructions in the book too on how to bling i saw that yeah there is and it teaches people how to do all different types of blinging it also has a list of what to buy but before i get to that i want to talk about how the the weddings the gypsy anything you want to share is fine mm. The big fat American gypsy wedding. Yeah. And you explained that to me once. They're, they're, are they Irish? Yeah. Well, I sell a lot of Irish travelers. They don't like the word gypsy, they're travelers. But the okay. show, the show has a lot of Ron and Shells and 
there's different clans and they're mostly um, English, Scottish, Romanian, whatever. They don't mind being called gypsies. Um, it's all a similar thing where the men go off to work, the women stay home and clean and raise the kids and whatever. But the main thing with them is that they marry their kids off young. So they need really cool clothes because they want to get their daughters married. So they buy, spend a lot of money on their girls buying clothes. And so there are a lot of clients. Um, I really like it. It's very interesting work. I've been with them for 40 years. So it's very, uh, a lot of freedom for design. Let's put yeah. it that way, because they know me so well, they give me freedom. And that's why I like working for them. It's not that I don't work for everybody else because I have regular brides. I have boss mitzvahs. I have communions. I have all of that. But I think the freedom for that is, is there because I'm so well known with that community. Yeah. You know? Creativity. Creativity. It's amazing to see this. Um, I remember that, um, I think it was the white bridal gown walking down to the bridge. Right. Tell me about the bridge. I well, the know bridge, that. well, we have this bridge here and they started calling it the gypsy bridge just because of the show. And it's just a funny thing that we always walk the girls down there because the trains are so long and we need a place to put it. So we'll get like 10, 12 people to hold the train up. But there was one girl in a white dress that had a 50 foot train. And at the wedding, we had to take her in on a, um, on a flatbed. I mean, there was no way they, they had to get a flatbed truck to bring that dress in. Was that um, your favorite? Uh, my actual favorite is the real flower dress because it was all made out of real yes. flowers. That dress was amazing. I mean, it was so much work. We had to keep the office practically at zero degrees to keep the flowers from not dying. And it was just a really big deal. But and it really was it, the air conditioned truck to get it there. <laughs> and then it died anyway. And then I had to fly in and do it again in West Virginia. I mean, it was just a big deal. But it was a, it was fun to do on the show. And the show is still on. It's in 93 countries and it's on TLC and reruns all the time. And then, no, so here comes the bride. Okay, all dressed in black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, a I had a bride that wanted an all black dress. And I have to tell you, I've had a lot of requests email for that dress. Really? A lot of times. For wedding? Or yeah, for just weddings, weddings. Yeah, a lot of these girls want, you know, modern, modern. You know, they just want different things. They don't want white. So. You know, oh <laughs> I never thought all these people would want a black wedding dress, but I get emails for it all the time. And then uh, we're running out of time and I, I can't even believe it. Uh, four minutes left. A um, little bit more about the, your Gaylor event and, and even about your sister a little bit. If you want yeah. the Gaylor event again, um, my girl, Linda. It's our girl. Linda. Our, yeah. girl Linda. our girl, Linda. It's at the post 440 on Thursday, the 12th. It starts at 630. The tickets are on Eventbrite for our girl, Linda. And uh, Linda was a top model in um, Boston. I think she also she also won the More Magazine competition and she was on More Magazine's cover a couple of times too. She was a pretty big model around here. And uh, a Frugal Fanny's was her, oh, right. that was her, yeah. Yes. That was her claim here because she always did the Frugal Fanny's commercials for them. Yeah. And she has two sons. Two beautiful sons. Well, um, one just got married, yeah. And they run this event every year for their mom and to raise money because that was your favorite charity. Great charity. Great charity. All right. Now I want to go back because the gypsy wedding, people are going to ask, I see, was this, uh, was this, as I'm saying this on an audio, this is a rainbow dress. Right. Right. Was this for the, um, this was for the show. No, for this was for one of the, um, Michelle's, uh, and, and, and it was a person on the show. They, um, it was a, it was a, um, a gay wedding and they wanted rainbow. We used the 300 yards of tool that we ran through the feeder and the machine. Tool is, to, a, tool a, is fabric. Like a fabric. Yeah, it's like a net. And um, just to run that, to make that dress. And it took women days and days to make that dress. That is. And we usually don't have a lot of time. And we just said that when we did it in three or four days. But if you have like six or eight people doing it, it works. But yeah. it's, it's hard. 
And gentlemen, we're not leaving you out, Brian, uh, producer, especially. Um, San Sanducelli makes um, crystal neckties. neckties. They are absolutely beautiful. Would would you'd steal the show wearing this wearing this tie? Absolutely beautiful. Um, <laughs> graduation caps, perfect. Baseball caps, I love them. The shoes are beautiful, and there isn't anything that is that is missing from this book. Bling, beautiful dresses. The stories in the book, so they are hysterical. I will say, but they're also very touching for me. And do you have a favorite mom story? Uh, my mother, um, mo mostly the lemonade story because that was her, but she's, I remember being in this business and starting out and asking her for money. And she just looked at me real quick and said, does anybody owe you any? And I said, yeah. And she said, then go collect it. And that's how, <laughs> that was her answer to everything. I want you to tell, but there's one that I love more than one that I love, but the restaurant story. When she had her friend page her. Oh, this is hysterical. Yeah. When she started in business, she wanted to be known. So she used to go to restaurants and tell people to page her because in those days we didn't have cell phones. And that way they'd take her name over and over and she could walk to the restaurant in a pretty outfit and then people would start to know who she was. So that's <laughs> she how she built her business. Yeah. Every Saturday, every Saturday yeah, night, yeah. she would do this. What? I, I, she was absolutely genius. She is yeah. a genius. And she's still beautiful, beautiful and white. She, she's ageless and your family is absolutely beautiful. I, I am going to the event. We are going to the event and it's a great charity. In one minute, we're supposed to wrap up. So it was great having you come on again and great kickoff to, does this make sense? So thank you so much. See you again soon. Thanks. This has been the Does This Make Sense podcast with host Ginny G. Special thanks to Trade Martin for our opening and closing music. To see this episode again in its entirety, please check us out online at www.utv.org. See you next time. From those Vegas neon lights to the Rocky Mountain Heights, from Virginia's Blue Ridge to the Golden Gate Bridge, Hawaii to Alaska, now should end.